Beats and Vibes Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Ties and Vibes Podcast. Ties and Vibes. Whoa, Mexico. It sounds so simple, I just gotta go. The sun's so hot, I forgot to go home. Plus, everybody reported it. Yeah, fuck you, Ted Cruz. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Hollywood hunk, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, M.S. Kelk, Lindsay Kelk. Hello. I want you to know that what happens in our group chat is sacred and is always safe. Like I just went on the Tights and Fights Lovelies group chat. I would never betray you. I want you to know that. Of course, never. By the way, I'm in Aruba right now. That's what this is about. <laughs> I, I wasn't, and I wasn't going to tell anyone because you're not Ted Cruz and I don't hate you. I offered everybody to cram into a four-seater and we were going to go. We'll figure out how to fly on the way. It was 49 bucks a night. It was a, it was a good price. It was a good price. Oh. It's a great price at the at the Ritz Carlton. Have you heard the conspiracy theory that his wife knew exactly what the fuck she was doing and just happened to mention that to the only blabbermouth in the group just to make sure that Ted Cruz got in trouble? I mean, That's, you I'm are giving way too much credit. If Heidi's trying to sell Ted out, but I I strongly suspect they're actually just scumbags, um, which yeah. I don't suspect. I know, I know. They left the dog at home, uh, and that's all I have to say yeah. on that. Let's not give them an out. WWE's weekend shows are ramping up as we get closer to WrestleMania, and Sunday was NXT TakeOver Vengeance Day, the first pay-per-view since 2011 with that title, in fact. It was originally a December pay-per-view. That was what it was when I was watching WWE in when my you were early 20s. When I was young, it was, a, it was a December show. Now it's moved all the way to February. What's happening? Don't tell me climate change isn't real. Now, Lindsay, we're going to run through some classic matches that happen. Yes. And if one of them, if the spirit moves you to speak, as in the manner <laughs> of friends when we're in meeting for worship, yep. you can say something. If Thanks. not, we don't have to belabor things that you did not watch and probably will not go back to watch because... I mean, I thought about going back and I did scan through them on the network yesterday, but the app was being a little bitch um so yeah. honestly i watched the Shawn michaels kurt angle match and then i gave up uh because the app was being a big old baby yesterday and i would love i cannot wait for it to go to peacock i cannot wait for it to move to peacock um yes but you knock yourself out you go vengeance day crazy which largely took place during the period that i was not watching wrestling sure uh, a lot of things so here's some notable matches from over the years i'm going to work backwards to the one that i think is probably the greatest in 2005, Batista beat Triple H and Hell in a Cell to retain the world title. You know, what main event didn't have Triple H in those years? Then you have Kurt Angle beating Brock Lesnar in the Big Show for the world title in 2003. That was that was the 2003 WrestleMania where he did the shooting star press, botched it, and went headfirst into the canvas, right? Some big meaty men slapping meat. Big meaty men slapping meat. Then The Rock won the world title after beating Kurt Angle and The Undertaker in 2002. But... The Rock is also involved in what is probably the greatest and one of the most important historical moments in WWE because it was the the final merger of the WCW and at that time WWF world titles. 
where they had three matches in one night. First uh, was Steve Austin beating Booker T, which I believe is at the tail end of their of the feud where they had to fight inside the grocery store, which is a classic WWE segment. Then you had The Rock versus Chris Jericho. That was for the WCW title, I believe. And they had feuded going back to No Mercy in October. They had a, a fantastic match there. They were tag champs for a little while. But then you started to slowly see Jericho turn heel. He beat The Rock, and he slumped against the corner. And what happens? But you hear the glass break, and Austin comes out fresher than him, and they have their match. in which Jericho unifies the world titles. Notable, not only because I am a Jericho fan of things he does inside the wrestling ring and inside the wrestling ring alone, but uh, also just the fact that those titles were united for the first time and held by the same person. Lindsay, do any of these set off anything for you? The only thing that, that set off at that point is is my Jericho rage, which, which just mm-hmm. consumes me. I, I feel like I should just just mentioned before we start this episode properly like, I'm just a giant ball of rage at the moment and it's been a hot minute since I was so angry about so many things um, so that's fun that's, that's going to echo through today but I am having to separate my Jericho uh, wrestling awareness from my Chris Irvine and family scumbaggery so anytime you mention him right now I'm, I'm getting a bit of a twitch but like that will pass and I'm, I, I know that moment and I do know those matches so sure they were good. Can't watch them right now, but sure. <laughs> it's very interesting to me the extent to which we as fans, all people as fans, are forced to compartmentalize to a certain degree, whether it's yeah. wrestlers you enjoy or pro athletes you like or stars or politicians or just people of note in history. There are things that you can find to admire or things that you like very much, but then there are also ugly truths that you're forced to acknowledge and you get to a point everybody has their own line at which they feel like they can't cross it anymore and say i i can't support anything that you do and that's not that's not wrong for anybody to have that line it's not wrong if people's lines are a little bit further i think there's a point it would like i'll i will watch i will watch anything mel gibson did pre passion of the christ I will watch it and compartmentalize like we didn't know. But as I watch it, I go, oh, yeah, you can tell. But you that know guy now. Yeah, we've been separating the art from the artist for a very long time. You know, like that's not a yes. new thing. And it's it's no. it's all got to go into context. And everyone's line, you say, like you say, everyone's line in the sand is different. I, I've been actually I'm re-editing a book that I wrote 12 years ago for a project right now. And um, it's going through a sensitivity read, which is I asked for because I was like, I don't know. I feel like 12 years ago, I probably thought some stuff that I wouldn't think today. Um, 
And in that, like, there's a bunch of references. Mel Gibson is referenced in that book. Johnny Depp is referenced in that book. Because 12 years ago, our thoughts and feelings might have been different. And I'm like, I want to change it now because I can. Um, And that's the wonderful thing. We can change our minds and it doesn't mean you're a bad person for thinking what you thought before, before you had all the information. And it doesn't mean you're a bad person if you still enjoy Chris Jericho. Like, I still think he's one of the best wrestlers of all time. I also think he's a terrible human being and our personal ethics and morals do not align. Everything is complicated. Everything is messy. No one's right or wrong, apart from probably Chris Jericho and Mrs. Jericho. But, um, you know, (laughs) that's my opinion. It's not your opinion. It's not someone else's opinion. No one's wrong for having a different thought or feeling. Go stream The Good Place on Netflix right now, all four seasons. (laughs) Please. (laughs) You can watch it all. Dig me out this hole. A great show. Oh, I'm rewatching The Office, which is. We're rewatching Cheers, and it's so wholesome. And well, nice? mostly, uh, but it's so great. Uh, there is some weird. Well, you know what? It's all. It's again everything look, is context. Let's talk about what happened this past weekend. As <laughs> far as I know, Day. we haven't. Uh, we have, as, far, as far as I know, the news cycle isn't moving so fast that what happened this weekend is is problematic. But like, let's find out. <laughs> let's find out. Both versions of the Dusty Tag Team Classic Tournament concluded with Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez beating Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart and MSK beating the Grizzled Young Vets to culminate their rocket start. Both fantastic matches. Both the right team won. And both tournaments, I thought, were were great. Yeah, I just think it was a round success. Like a roundabout full success. Um, I feel bad for Grizzled Young Vets because they've lost twice in the finals now. It's like, you guys. To the point where if they're in it again next year, you just have to assume they're going to win or you would feel like so bad for them. Um, but I yeah. also hate them because I, 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 I'm I, obliged to hate anything that's overtly Liverpudlian um, by nature of my upbringing. So, you know, I'm like, I love them, but I'm like, ugh, ugh. Uh, so it is what it is. Um, professional scousers, not for me, not for me. Um, but I do, I do also like quietly love them. But I, not as much as I love MSK, who are just the most fun and just the most delightful boys. Their promo energy reminds me of, and the team name, who I enjoy very much, completely exited my head as soon as I had the thought. I was like, oh, they kind of remind me energy-wise in their promos a little bit of. I cannot remember what tag team do you think it is? Let's see if you're guessing. I don't what I, know. I, I don't know. I mean, I get Hardy energy from them a little bit. They're on Raw. I get Dudley in, in energy promos. a little bit from them. Oh, current promo. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. They have I haven't seen Raw in so long. Oh, the Street Profits. Thank sure. you, Street okay. Profit energy. <laughs> they have Street Profit energy, like a great, just like high energy mr bianca Belair and friend as they are now bianca Belair and friend. but what i love about um i already forgot street profits what i love about street profits they got to change the name to something just mr bianca Belair and friend i mean that's how yes. they would be listed in the daily that mail in a paparazzi literally photo. what i thought was yeah. like you know the one with bianca Belair's husband in it and the and the other nice guy yes and the other nice guy Angela. what i love about about uh street profits what I, what i love about their promos is that not only do they have great energy but they feel really sincere yes. and like they're coming from inside the actual people rather than scripted, which no offense to Kyle O'Reilly. I think he's an, he's a decent promo, but it feels like he memorized it, worked really hard to memorize it, successfully memorized it, 
but it doesn't feel like the words are coming from him. Yeah, the I words hear what you're feel like they're coming we'll from the street that. prophets, and they feel like they're coming from MSK, and they also feel like they're coming from Dakota Kai and Ra- Raquel Gonzalez oh. specifically. I mean, we've been singing her praises for a while. I feel I feel like we're on the right side of history. We're on the right side of history um, on the mm-hmm. Raquel Gonzalez train. For but sure. that woman is just. Just paint dollar signs on her because she yeah. is money. Um, I, I, there's nothing they can't do. The match was great. They were the right team to win. Mm-hmm. The fact when they won and she kind of broke heel character and looked so happy, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm, I'm happy for you too. And that's when I realized <laughs> how good she is because I'm like, they've been building her as this snarling, evil, monstrous heel for six months. And as soon as she looks pleased to have won something, I'm delighted for her. And then as we saw as it went on on Wednesday when they were confronted by Naya and Shayna, it makes perfect sense because in that match, Dakota and Raquel are our face team, or at least our tweener team. You know, like they're Mm -hmm. the good guys that we're rooting for because they're our NXT babies and we're always going to root for our NXT babies against the big bad raw baddies. But then when they had their face off, so beautiful. So beautiful. Absolutely pitch perfect. Raquel threatening to put the boot up Naya's hole. Hey, Naya! Cuidado, hermosa. Be careful with what you say. Because I'm going to take that boot and shove it so far up your hole, you'll never get it out. That was a chef's kiss. That was an audio podcast chef's kiss. Mwah! I, was that not perfection? And I thought Dakota was great. I love that she's going to get to wrap things up with Shayna because they had their storyline mm-hmm. before. Long memory serves well for wrestling fans. Take note, everybody. We remember too. We remember more. And I will remember Beth Phoenix eating popcorn for the rest of <laughs> my life. That better be a gif. If I go in my gif search engine right now, that yeah. better be there. The you three of them eating popcorn. Be so good. Although I thought of COVID immediately. Very I, uncomfortable. I assume that they're all being tested. Uh, or they're all I, just quarantined together. This is how I get by. No, I assume they're all being tested. Let's go through some title matches. Johnny Gargano continues to find ways to retain his North American title, beating Kushida after a pair of one final beat DDTs. Here's, here's a true thing. No matter how you feel about anybody or anything, and that is that Johnny Gargano is incapable of having a bad match at a takeover. Yeah, totally, totally. It was a great match. It was a fantastic match. And I and I loved Kushida too. I, I was really yes. pleased to see uh, that match lived up to expectations because if you are a big Kushida fan, your expectations were sky high for this. If you're yes. just a Johnny fan, your expectations are still high. Uh, and they pulled it off. I always knew they would be good, but you can never guarantee chemistry in the ring. Uh, and I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I'm I'm gutted for Kushida. I am because it feels like he's always on the brink of getting something at NXT and then doesn't. Um, and I think he's so great. And I think a belt would help him. Uh, I think it would help establish him more. But I'm also like very happy for Johnny to keep it because I'm very happy. I love the way. I don't know if the way yeah. needs a belt, but I'm happy for the way to have a belt. You know? I think they do. I think they need to acquire belts rather than lose them, especially at a point where they're still picking up steam. Well, I think I would love to see them have all of them um, or yes. for them all to have a belt of some kind, which would obviously you would think would 
mean Johnny needs to end up with the world title at some point. Um, I just love them and everything that they do. Austin Theory hopping hopping out with the bag over there. In his zip ties. <laughs> like, oh, he's just dark, man. That so great. Like dark. a puppy. Yeah, like, why does he have a fanny pack? Like, that's the part I don't they understand. They all have fanny packs, Lindsay. They all have oh, them. I love it. I love it. So I guess you would need them for Disneyland. Everyone knows you need a fanny pack for Disneyland. So, so weird people are uh, that Disney vlogger got co- Anyway. Then we had Io Shirai stand tall against Mercedes Martinez and Tony Storm in another very, very good match. I love all three women. I think they're all very talented. I want someone other than all three of them to have the belt at this point. I'm kind of like, for whatever reason, and I sit and look back on it and go, well, all her matches have been good. She's got a, a good character. She's been amazing, yeah. For whatever reason, from the jump, I have not been into her title rape. Oh, like, it's wow, just been really? Like, oh, okay. Oh, I love it. To me, I feel like there have been other champions where I was more excited to either see them lose it or see if they're able to retain it. I and, am. like, I never doubt that she's going to win every match she wrestles in. This version of the character has been indestructible. I wonder how much of that is because it's been the lockdown championship. Because it's not dissimilar to how I feel about Drew. You know, like, I love Drew, and I love that Drew is champion, and I think he's been fun, but I don't... I'm not as emotionally invested as I might have been if it had been in previous times. Like, maybe I would... maybe You know, and I love Io, so I've been... I've loved her championship reign, um, but what you're describing feels very much how I feel about Drew being champion. Like, with Io, I just... I feel like she's really blossomed. I feel like it's given her the confidence in that character to make it 3d to make it deeper and that she can right. be face or heel she can be whatever she needs to be now and i feel like it's given her a real depth of character um but that said i won't be gutted when it moves on now i'm ready for it to move on but i i, I do think a lot of that is because it's been in these strange and unprecedented times where i'm i'm ready for new things because right every day is the same how i don't know if you know this but every day is the same um so I need new things to happen outside of me um, so that I can uh, live vicariously through those new things. And when a championship, when a champion has a belt for a really long time, that's not new things. So I, I need new things, please. I just had a thought. Swap we were talking Drew and EO. We... Let Drew be women's NXT champion and EO yeah. be Raw Clearly men's that's champion. She'd be amazing. Prior to recording, prior to even Julian joining this this meeting, Lindsay and I were talking about WandaVision. No spoilers to be discussed, no plot points to be discussed, only to say that part of what is great about it is the fact that it comes out once a week means that one day out of the week is different because one day is WandaVision day. On Thursday nights, I'm like, tomorrow is WandaVision day. And I'm, yeah. not, I'm not ashamed to admit that. Like for the last four weeks, I have been like, ooh, it's Thursday. That means tomorrow yeah. I get WandaVision. Yeah. Yes, it perks you up. You get excited. Yep. It's today is WandaVision day. It is no longer Friday. <laughs> Listen, we're going to get to the NXT title match and the fallout from the end of the show in just a minute. We're going to talk briefly about some other things that happened on Wednesday. Leon Ruff beat and then got beat down by Isaiah Swerve Scott. Fantastic sure. match. Swerve seems to come and go. It's like he was tagging with Jake and he was feuding yep. with Jake and now he's back yep. again. And I'm like, what you doing? What you doing? Um, but I, I mean, he's good. So I'll, I'll, I'll stick around for it. Yeah, fun character too. I like the cocky. And I, I like love Leon Ruff. <laughs> I love yeah, that sweet boy. I love that yes. sweet boy. Zia Lee promised to purge Casey Catanzaro, which don't catch after the COVID, some of Zaya. the 
Yeah, be careful. She's out and face uh, mask it. Rough match, rough tag match for her specifically. But you know they're they're young, and they're st- they're young in their wrestling careers, so they're going yes. to make mistakes. Yes. It still makes it hard to watch when NXT is presenting itself as a more finished product, even if they're still yeah considered the, their training where people are are sort of on the come up. They've also got a roster full of incredible people and it just makes those moments stand out a little bit more. Unfortunately, they also have good matches. So You know what I think is interesting about that match and about the other women's tag match is um, it makes me think that Raquel and Dakota are going to win because they're putting a lot of energy in the NXT women's tag division right now. Because uh, we also had The Way versus uh, Ember and Shotzi and we had Casey and... Uh, I was going to say Casey and Lacey, but I'm like, is that right? Caden. Caden. <laughs> like Lacey's not, that's a bad person. Caden Carter. Caden Carter. I'm going to say it a thousand times until it sticks. Um, and, and against, uh, you know, they had against Aaliyah and Jesse. Is it Jesse Kamina? Uh, yeah, uh, I've forgotten uh, all yes. names today. Yes. I'm full of rage. There's no room. I'm too busy donating money to stop South Carolina preventing abortions. I'm so sorry. But yeah, um, they had all these women's tag matches, which really makes me think that maybe the tag belts are coming over, which is so cool, and they should, and that was the point of those tag mats. They were supposed to float, those like, those tag belts. Um, yes. And I would also like to point out the number of women that NXT had on their show this week, which was well into double figures well that's right into double figures. zoe stark and valentina faraz yep having so a match many, too so many Very good ladies stuff. on a two-hour show and well, no one felt like stories weren't being serviced well tell you what since we're talking about women's divisions oh please what would please, an Al, episode please, of tights and fights be without the greatest segment in the history of any podcast ever until the end of time, moving forward across all media in perpetuity uh, in the known and unknown universe, which is what happened in the AEW women's division this week with Lindsay. Sometimes I think you hate me. Sometimes I think no, you hate I, me. I love you and I want you to, you know, steal, sharpen steel. <laughs> There you go. Well, obviously, the most important thing that happened in the women's division in AEW this week was uh, Brandy and Cody had a gender reveal, um, which took Mm -hmm. up TV time. Um, I didn't think we were doing those anymore. I thought in general we weren't doing those anymore after someone set fire to California with one. Um, But I guess we are. Okay, yeah. Okay, (laughs) I thought humanity wasn't doing them, but we're doing them on TV, even though there's no time for a women's tournament to name your number one contender but you know that's fine um there was a match there was a match a certain match between rio and serena deeb which was in the tournament and it was great it was a good match so happy to see rio back uh she and serena had i thought had really good chemistry it was a really fun match uh rio won because she had to because she's back even though serena's the nwa champion but i'm like okay Yeah. yeah no that's fine uh, you don't or Billy titles Corrigan. for women don't mean anything here anyway. So why would you? Why would that be a concern? Yeah, that's what happened. And then they mentioned that there had been a bunch of other matches on YouTube on Monday, some of which are great, and I encourage you to go and find them. But I'm not going to talk about them now because they didn't happen on Wednesday. They happened on YouTube on Monday, which is where women's wrestling occurs on AEW. In far away from videos. the real show. Far yeah. away. Far away. 
We've got uh -oh. whispering videos and then a compilation of newscasters <laughs> farting on camera, followed by the AEW Women's Tournament. Yeah, yeah. Um, there were a couple of surprises. There were a couple of not surprises. And the the the, the, the final match, I guess, is going to be on the pay-per-view. But I'm like, why, why would you ask me to care about that? when you don't expect me to care enough to eat, to put it on the show, to even put the highlights on the show. It's not even on dark, you guys. Uh, but you know, we can show Cody's gender reveal, which has nothing to do with wrestling. Nothing to do with wrestling. Uh, but that had to be on the main television show. Also, they had that another Jade promo segment, which is just like, she's shooting baskets. She's yeah. shooting baskets, you guys. She's ready for a Listen. match. She's shooting baskets. I've taken more shots from the top of the key than Shaq has <laughs> lifetime. I'm willing to wager that. And she is so much better of a, of a jump shooter than he is. She's really nice form. The yeah. layups looked fantastic. I'm not sure what that she has to do with the wrestling ability, but they're, go, go They're going to play horse. Okay. No, cool. Um, not I, I'm not down and for that denim bikini either. That denim bikini is doing no one any favors. It's just very weird. Those promos feel very hollow to me. I don't really... I know they're trying to build her as a monster, but I'm like, well, then why is she just... Why is she not murdering someone in a ring? And, and instead she's playing basketball. And then that logo that they've designed for her looks like the leftovers of an old Roman Reigns logo. Right? I'm not crazy. There's something with the rest of those letters. Right? Yeah. <laughs> just like, you got a J, you got some vowels, like, check them in. Where is Red Velvet? Where's her opponent? You're not, you're supposed to be building a match. You're supposed to be building anticipation. You had Red Velvet come out and give that amazing promo about how yeah. she was through with it and done with it and was going to murder her because, like, she wasn't going to be treated like this anymore and Jay could go fuck herself, basically. And now we haven't seen her since on the show. Oh, she well, spring you know, training started and she plays baseball, so that's where she is. Oh, right well, now. that makes sense. She's in Arizona. Yeah. She okay. was a non roster invite for the Diamondbacks. Okay, so. no, I get it then. Fingers then crossed. I get it. Then I take it back. They take it back. Um, and everything is okay. And I and let this not be taken as a slur on the AW's women's division, which is beyond reproach and wonderful and, and uh, magical, and everything they do is fantastic. That's what happened in the AW women's division this week. Great. I don't want to talk about AEW anymore. How about that? Fine by me. Um, do you want to talk about a barbed wire death match? No. <laughs> Can we talk about I Kenny don't. Omega's shirt? Can we talk about sure. Kenny Omega's weird Ren Faire yes. lace up collar boy band that 1994? Definitely was worn in the take that fucking everything changes video by Mark Owen t shirt shirt weird thing mm -hmm. that he was wearing. Who yeah. dresses Kenny Omega? Obviously Kenny Omega. But like, holy shit, you guys, I couldn't even take it seriously because you're trying to sell me on an exploding barbed wire death match by a man wearing a short-sleeved white linen shirt with a lace-up neckline. No. Absolutely no. Bad dog. Hit it in the nose with a newspaper. No. Could not be looking forward to a match less than a yeah. barbed wire death match. I don't need to see him in an exploding barbed wire death match. Well, I need to see Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega-ing. I yeah. know Mo I know Moxley needs this. For some reason, Moxley needs this. You know what? Neither of them has the last name Foley. I couldn't be less interested. Couldn't be less interested. I just feel bad for his wife. I just feel bad for Renee. I'm like, just, just the woman's pregnant. Don't put her through this, you dick. You, you don't have anyway. to. It's just not <laughs> necessary. Nope. It's not But someone thinks it is, and necessary. that someone is Cody and Tony, I assume. Or it's not Kenny. necessary. Kenny really should know better. Kenny's not getting younger. 
Kenny needs to live through this. This is how we do uh, it in New Japan. We blow up the ring and throw you on boards. But they don't. That's no, the thing. It's like they don't. They would never do an exploding Popeye deathmatch in New Japan. Like, uh, Kota's at home looking at this on his phone and being like, this must be a typo. Like, surely, like, <laughs> what are you talking about, Kenny? Come back to New Japan where we do sensible things. We'll kick your head off, but we'll do it super safe. Like, ugh, ugh, ugh. Anyway, no. anyway, I can't wait for that pay-per-view that I'm absolutely not spending $50 on. I did my taxes mm-hmm. last week, Hal, and I looked at where I had spent money on wrestling, and I was furious with myself. Furious with myself. <laughs> you can't even write it off. You have to write it on. Ugh, ugh. I had to double charge myself out of disgust. Double charge. That's right. <laughs> if you have anything to say about what we've discussed so far, you know where to go. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. When we come back, we're going to talk about the end of an era. Get it? That's up next on Tights and Fights. I'm Judge John Hodgman. And I'm Bailiff Jesse Thorne. Ten years ago, I came on Jordan Jesse Go and judged my first dispute. Is chili a soup? It's a stew, obviously. The judge has dispensed a decade of justice. He's the one person wise enough to answer the really important questions. Like, should you hire a mime to perform at your own funeral? After they cry, I want them to laugh. Do you really need a tank full of jellyfish in your den? They smell like living creatures decaying. (laughs) Only if they are decaying. Yeah, which they will be. Real people, real justice, real comedy. Winner of the Webby Award for Best Comedy Podcast. The Judge John Hodgman Podcast, every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. This week, we're going to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to rock! Whoa! Oh! Holy shit! <laughs> it's always funny. You guys got any wrestling reactions that should go in there? Please send them my way. Uh, my whole... I, I, my I whole was about to say, I'm like, come on, Julian. Ooh, okay. What, are you going to wait till 2022? <laughs> Holy shit, my whole... I mean, it, it, it writes itself. Get ready, people. <laughs> After Finn Balor beat Pete Dunne to retain the NXT title, Adam Cole didn't just kick Finn in the face. He signaled the apparent end of the Undisputed Era by kicking Kyle O'Reilly in the face as well. First of all, in a, in a show full of great matches, this was head and shoulders, and then feet, legs, crotch, trunk, head and shoulders, above all of them you enjoyed it then is what you're saying i did it's the best fin match i've ever seen and i give wow to pete dunn just kidding (laughs) that's the first time i've ever seen him do a coup de gras and think oh that looked like it actually hurt somebody i feel like he and pete had um i've said this a lot today but i feel like they had really good chemistry but i think they have a lot of trust in each other i think the build to this match has been so clever because it's been so true that you know pete saying we're the same we're from the same place we know each other i know you i get you i I understand you i'm not afraid of you and i think it really brought out the best in both of them to have that mindset and to have that um they, they weren't afraid to go for it there was a lack of um they weren't holding back, you know? Like, there was a real edge of yeah. brutality, and I know that's Pete's trademark, but it also unleashed that in Finn. 
Um, and I really, there were so many points where I'm like, oh, they are going to kill each other. I think we've been conditioned, or I don't think, we've been conditioned as time has gone by to enjoy faster and expect faster and faster matches with more intricate and innovative moves. This was the opposite of that. This was a ton of, not even, I mean, they are rest holds, but they don't look like, I'm yeah. just going to put you in a headlock and lay here on the mat. It's, I'm going to put you uh, in a triangle choke and mm -hmm. hold you here. I'm going to put oh, there you in so a great moments, line. Yeah, when I was yeah. like, shit, is Finn going to be able to get out of this? Like, how does he get out of this? I don't know. Like, it was brute great. strength isn't going to do it. Technique isn't going to do it. How is he going to get through this? Like, there were so many of those moments. I actually think this and the Kushida Johnny match make a great uh, a double header of different kinds of matches that are both exceptional. Mm -hmm. But I just, yeah, it was such an enjoyable match. My lovely husband fell asleep. He'd had a hard day. But he fell asleep and we had to like go back and watch the end again. And then we did the same with NXT on Wednesday where we had to go back and watch the end again because right. like it was so intense and so much happened and it was so important, but it was so well done. I just wanted to see more of it. Absolutely. So in case you didn't see at the end of TakeOver, Undisputed Era comes out to make the save after the rest of Pat McAfee's kids come out to beat up Finn Balor. <laughs> Adam Cole super kicked Finn Balor and then super kicked Kyle O'Reilly when he was like, why did you do that? And, yeah. and Roderick Strong was like, what? I'm just watching <laughs> this. Do I have to pick whose house I'm going to live at? Yeah, Roddy's like, I'm going to text Bobby and find yeah. out how I should feel because I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I was upset enough last week when they didn't let Finn join in the reindeer games and then this week, like, it was very upsetting. But it, this is the point, like, last week when they were like, no, you don't get to stand with us. This was forecast. This was foreshadow. Like, they told us mm -hmm. this was going to happen. But we were so caught up in the brilliant match between Pete and Finn that we, we weren't even paying attention. This is Adam Cole announcing his solo album. Uh, and, oh, it was so good. It was so good. Get those so Undisputed Era t-shirts while they're on the cheap, kids. Go now. If, Go now. If that's <laughs> if that's the case, if he's the one splitting off from everyone and they're not just kicking out Kyle O'Reilly, which could still happen. That feels like the version of this we've seen before. I'm not complaining. It's just mm -hmm. the way it goes. One at a time, people get kicked out. You start with yeah. Andy Orton, then you go to Batista. Like that's <laughs> how you kick people out of a faction. You kick the one who's been Yeah, there's Bullet Club versions of this all the live long day as well. You know, of they course. literally kicked AJ Styles out of Bullet Club. Literally kicked him out. I mean, mm -hmm. yes, this happens. Yeah, this is, this is nothing new. The idea of of him just leaving and saying, I need to look out for myself. I lost the title because, you know, somehow he blames them for losing the title. And now he's back wrestling for it, which I think is a good idea. I'm, I'm, I'm into that match. Although I think Pete Dunn should have the title. I think they should have returned back. Fine with Pete it. With no it. problem with that. Where does that leave Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, who's still, still not there. No, and Roderick still Strong. Out. So I've been thinking about it a lot, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. The way I think it goes is I think we see Adam Finn happen again, although we've seen that match. We have seen it, and Adam shook his hand and was like, you were the better man. I, I have no issue with you. Like, that's it is what it is. Um, I think this goes Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, I think is where this takes us to. Because we've seen Kyle have these great matches with Finn. We're building Kyle. Uh, I think we have Kyle Adam 
And I say this before every major event, but then I think maybe Adam goes up after the Kyle storyline. And then I think the chips fall where they may for the rest of UE. I think Kyle can stand on his own. I think he could stand on his own right now, but I think if he has a program with uh, Adam Cole, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, I think that puts him in an extremely strong position. I don't see Bobby coming back in any major way for any length of time. He is an older wrestler. He has had a lot of injuries. And I don't say this because I don't think he can. I say this because I would prefer that he take care of his body. Right. Um, So I think Roddy probably... I feel like Roddy is the spare part that ends up either going into a North American realm or maybe makes a new tag team with someone else. Um, Or maybe even Roddy goes up. Who knows? Roddy could be one of those guys that shines outside of a faction and we just didn't see it you know maybe all this time with Mm. ue gives him something we don't know i think this there's a way this could benefit everybody i agree that that cole versus o'reilly needs to happen i think when it does you want to keep roderick in the middle of that and how he plays that and what roderick on a pole roderick on a pole but what he, how he chooses to go and what he chooses to do is going to help define his character for whatever his next step is, yeah. whether it's with either of those two guys or not. So there's an opportunity here to to elevate all three of them. Yes. Bobby Fish is, is out of the picture. We're just going to assume he's out of the picture right now. That's a ready-made feud with Kyle O'Reilly when he comes back if you wanted to do that. So there's yep. still an, an opportunity for it. But I think there is a unique chance here to find a way to elevate all three guys, which is the dream of any faction. It's how many stars can we create out of this and make more money for the company? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Adam Cole is a star. Now we've elevated Kyle O'Reilly to the point where he could potentially be a money draw. I think he needs a feud outside of Finn to do that. That is not for the title. Yeah. I think that would Which is why him. I think he needs Adam Cole, and I think it needs to not be for the belt. I think it needs to be for honor and for for sure good and right and you know righteousness i i agree with that i agree and then it leaves pete dunn to win it yeah oh, and i'm i would be fine with pete being champion i think pete and and they've you know they've kind of teased that now they have pete uh pin finn uh on on wednesday so maybe that does say we're getting finn pete part two and nxt aren't afraid yeah. to do part two like they know when they've got a good thing going and they don't need to do a best of three where you know they don't need everyone gets a win everyone gets a loss they mm-hmm. actually they actually write matches to like further storylines which is wild uh so yeah i would be very happy to see pete get the belt how do you want finn to play into this drama would you rather him should he and Pete just be removed from this as quickly as possible so they can head towards WrestleMania weekend? Or is um, it integral to the story right now that they stay involved for as long as possible? I would have Finn challenge Adam Cole because we know Finn. Finn's a fighting champion. He's not going to stand for that shit. I would have mm-hmm. Finn come out and say, I want you. I want you next week. Like, I don't want to wait. I just want to do it. Like, I want to kick you in the face and I want you to beat you to death. Would probably have Pete come in with some, some shenanigans somehow because Adam. I don't want Adam to win it. Um, we have Kyle cost Adam the match. Kyle cost Adam. Someone has. I, I'm just like I'm trying to protect Kyle's white knighthood, but also like he's not really a white knight. Is he? he's gray at best? So he could absolutely cost uh, Adam the match. But Adam has to not win um, for them Pete to move uh, for Finn to move on to Pete Part Two at Takeover, uh, whatever pirate ship takeover ship we're gonna get um, around Mania weekend. Yes, that's um, COVID. Yes, SS COVID, takeover SS COVID. Um, and then, so we get Finn, Pete, and we get Adam, Kyle out of that. And, you know, Roddy's on the side saying, 
why are my parents getting divorced? Do I get two Christmases? Like, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's hard for Roddy. But there are options for Roddy. Like, if Adam goes up, maybe Adam goes up in a tag with Roddy. Like, the WWE main roster tag places is, you know, not somewhere where they couldn't stand to have a bit more talent. And that could bring them in. And then Adam grows into a solo star out of that. And Roddy still has a chance to shine, too. Like... I don't know. Yeah. I feel bad because I feel like I'm just like shipping Roddy off in all these scenarios. And I love Roderick Strong. I sure, love Roderick Strong. Um, but Adam is just such a blatant star. Uh, um, and they're working so hard on Kyle. I'm, I'm not sure which direction Roddy goes in. Also, Roddy, not a man who's getting younger. He's another one who is uh, yeah. in his late 30s. Yeah. They're not, it's not like they're all 22. No, like Adam's a young guy. Adam's not even 30 yet, right? Or he's around yeah. the 30 mark. He's very he's young. Um, 30, Kyle's in his early mid 30s. Roddy is older. You know, and that doesn't mean that they shouldn't get chances because they're older. It means that their bodies are going to wear out faster. And that you take that into account. If you're a WWE booking a long term story and building stars, you don't build 40 year old stars. They talked about this when they took AJ on. They're like, you know, it was a, it was a gamble because he was an older guy. And can you build a company around a guy who's going to potentially need to retire in a couple of years? Because he's 40 already. And don't worry, guys. Uh, Adam Cole is 31. Just so everybody oh, he's, I know he's a sweet baby. Who immediately looked that up and just was like, I, I, know, knew, know. I knew he was in his early 30s. I, I, thought, I thought he 20. was still younger. I just like, I strongly remember him being 26. Like, I remember him doing like Five years Stone ago. Cold or something. And he was like a sweet young baby. Compared to most guys on the roster, he's pretty. He's still pretty young. Yeah. Yeah, Compared yeah, to yeah. most guys on the roster, he's 31. <laughs> One quick question before before we end this segment, because I know that this didn't escape your observation or mine. Julian's been chugging muscle milk this whole time or some kind of a protein shake. No, it's uh, overnight oats. You're overnight drinking oats. Oh, overnight, overnight oats? oats? Mm-hmm. Well, Julian. it's like a different one. It doesn't have like, I usually put a lot of fruit inside of it, but this is just- And wow. protein powder? Like this is just mixed. No, um, I use, um, soy milk just came out with this new like protein loaded milk that I found at uh, Stater Brothers, so I don't need to mix anything into Hal, it. Hal, he's building functional fitness right now. <laughs> you know that. You know that. I know. I know, but the tendon He can still bench press a bus, but he's <laughs> exactly. working on his functional fitness now. I'm just sitting there I'm like, the rich get richer. If you've got any <laughs> thoughts on what we've discussed, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord via the links in our show notes. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you ought to know about. This is Tights and Fights. Hey, it's Jesse. What you're about to hear is real. Hey, this is Chris. Hi, Chris. It's Jesse calling for Maximum Fun. Hey, Jesse. I heard that you got into a car accident. Yeah, I was listening to Stop Podcasting Yourself, and I just laughed so hard that I uh, slammed into a construction barrier. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> Do you remember what it was that was so funny? I will never forget, I'm sure. They started talking about Vegas and the, you know, if it happens here, it stays here, and that slogan. And then Graham was talking about, oh, you know, wasn't there some other slogan for another commercial? I was like a commercial for food and it said like whatever's in there stays in there i can't remember what it was clams or something 
<laughs> Clam? <laughs> Just so ridiculous. And man, I got lightheaded. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> Next thing I know, <laughs> smash. <laughs> so, yeah. They are they are just brilliantly funny. So I talked to Dave and Graham from Stop Podcasting Yourself. We would like to pay your car repair bill. Is that okay? That I mean, that would be super nice, Jesse. I really I, thank you. I appreciate that. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland and I'm joined today by Lindsay Kell and Julian Burrell. That's right, protein powder. This week, we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is the three count. Lindsay, what would you like to put over? So I recently uh, was a guest on a podcast that you can listen to right this very second. And it is a wrestling podcast called NXT Wrestling Fan, hosted by Miles and Megan Bob. uh, And I love them both dearly. And we discussed, so their podcast um, discusses NXT from the very beginning. So they start from episode one, and each week they discuss a different episode of NXT consecutively. We're talking like Performance Center NXT All or the like way back, reality show. Oh, All yes. the way back. It's FCW. pretty sweet. Yes. Um, it's really, really good. And I joined them to discuss the first NXT uh, TakeOver Arrival. Oh, yeah. So... We talked, I want to conservatively say, for these poor people who had to edit that episode, I'm going to say we put three hours into this podcast. (laughs) I hopped on the pod, uh, on the Zoom with them, like, on Friday afternoon, and I was like, oh, Jeff, like, close the door, I'm going to be chatting about NXT for an hour. Three hours later, uh, I was like, I think, and then Cesaro went up to the main roster. Um, But I honestly, it was so fun. Um because Bob has never seen wrestling and doesn't really know wrestling and is watching NXT as a newcomer to wrestling. So she watches, they watch all the matches, sorry, they watch all of the matches and um, give their thoughts as a newcomer and like runs through a breakdown of each match and what it meant to them and how they felt about it. And then Miles and the guest introduce their thoughts on it also. And it was genuinely such a fun way to look at a takeover I haven't watched in a very long time. And to look at everyone who's gone up, how many people from that takeover are now on AEW. Uh, and <laughs> just, yeah, it was a really fun experience to rewatch NXT TakeOver Arrival. So I recommend watching TakeOver Arrival and then going to listen to the pod NXT Wrestling Fan. That's a good show. Fantastic. Those early TakeOver days. Love it. Julian, what do you want to put over? I'm going to put over MSK, but for a very specific reason. Oh. Uh, first of all, super talented guys. I'm happy that they that they got their win. They seem like uh, genuinely nice people from from what I've read so far. Hopefully that, that holds for, for however long their careers are, because I'm tired of feeling bad for liking people. But the reason that I specifically want to put them over is that I like when they just have two normal dudes one of them's black one of them's white and they're just buds and they're uh and they're a tag team because wwe especially has a problem where they decide that they're gonna just put like the all the black people together and give them a little faction i I love the new day and i love um the hurt business they both do great work but i'm just saying it is a trope in wrestling where they take all the black people and say hey guys you're friends now you know yeah so i'm kind of glad that they took two dudes who just kept them just black dude, white dude, and wanted them to be friends. And they're just wrestling. They don't really call attention to uh, how different they look, but it's just something I noticed because I think it's uh, I think it's a really good thing. I hope that they keep doing more stuff like that and don't have it be like a 
a schloppy comedy bit like Book- Booker T and Goldust. Fantastic. I love it. Yeah, I have the same hopes. I want to put over a new sitcom on NBC called Young Rock, which has a <laughs> oh, bizarre does, setup. Does it feature any up-and-comers that we, that we <laughs> might have never have heard of? Mm, Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Oh, I've heard of that guy. I've seen that guy. He's it's good. an interesting look back at the premise is that he's running for president in 2032 actor randall park has become a talk show host and in a revealing set of interviews he's telling stories that take you through his childhood his teenage years where he was a troublemaker and uh his time at the university of miami i think up through i'm sure at some point him becoming first becoming a wrestler in wwe but it was neat to see how people who may not be the biggest wrestling fans in the world as a writing as a writing team have to translate what wrestling is to everybody else people who don't watch who know mm-hmm. i know who andre the giant is i may have heard of junkyard dog or the wild samoans but to get to see people play them is pretty cool and the guy who plays who plays rocky johnson looks so much like rocky johnson <laughs> that it's frightening and uh, i just think it's an interesting the first one is a pilot, so pilots are going to do pilot things, unless it's Cheers, the greatest pilot of all time. There's there's no <laughs> such thing as a perfect pilot. This one's pretty good. I'm interested enough to keep watching, and I encourage you to check it out. You can obviously watch replays if you have On Demand, or if you have Peacock, it, it is on there as well. Mm-hmm. So, And at, the, at worst, it's going to be like, you know, uh, it's going to be watching The Rock hype up things. He's like good at... He's good at being interesting, even when he's talking about things that are objectively kind of boring. Exactly. But, so I'm sure this just would be made fun. me want to get margaritas with the Iron Shake. Like that's where <laughs> that's where it left me. I'm yes. like, man, that seems like a good time. I want that yes. margie. I want that margie. I know I've been in lockdown Iron for Sheik. a long time, but like, <laughs> yeah, Uncle Iron Sheik never called. We'll do fake. a little double feature with uh, Young Rock and Keenan later today. I think. Treat yourself. Just for there fun. You Treat yourself. Yeah, watch them both. Watch them both. Yeah. All right, that does it for this week on Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Lublin, who is always podcasting. ABP, always be <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> I have this one. I have Good Morning Night Vale. And I have We Got This with Mark and Hal, which is a, a sister podcast on the Maximum Fun Network. So check those out. And you can follow me at Hal Lublin on Instagram, at, where I never post. Twitter, where I post way more often, and TikTok, where I posted some and will post more. Lindsay? <laughs> I'm just thinking about how um, the characters of Glengarry Glen Ross would never have a podcast because there's no money in it. Um, right. So, like, always be podcasting would literally be their opposite advice. Never be podcasting. Go sell some shit. Um, anyway, <laughs> on that note, maybe you can buy my books because, like, that that is what, what pays. Uh, but, yeah, I got books uh, that you could check out. And um, Cinders and Sparks is out here in the U.S. very soon. So you could pre-order book one at Cinders and Sparks. Um, and if you would like to listen to another podcast <laughs> after what I've just said, I have a beauty podcast called Full Coverage, uh, which is just like, you know, good. It's really great. If you want to listen to an interview with Jenna Lyons, that's up now. She is fun and very entertaining. (laughs) Our producer, Julian Burrell, is a little obsessed with his hair now, and it looks great. Has it been drinking protein powder? Uh, This looks sweet. Have you guys ever heard of Curl Activator? Yes, Julian. And I saw you posting (laughs) about it on the internet, and I can't believe that it took you till now. Someone's done you a disservice. (laughs) 
fully expect Danielle to kick your ass on that one. Better late than never, though, right? True. Yeah. Look at it. It's I beautiful. Mean, look, I've yeah. seen people my age and they've already lost their hair, so I think I'm going to keep enjoying it while I can. Yeah, Do I it. Get that. Going nowhere. Look at you, virile beast of a man. Look yeah. at it. You know that hair works out. Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course discord links to all of those are in our show notes and if you love what we do remember to hit those five stars on apple podcasts and share us with all of your friends thank you extra to the max fund members who make this show possible and all of you who need clothing and that is all of you should buy our t-shirt we'll be back next week for more you guessed it wrestling Well, there you got it. <laughs> yep, there that's, you... that's, was that your Jenna Lyons impression? Because it was spot on. That's right. <laughs> MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.